leader people need to be able to think, speak, and act without self-restraint. As an academic scientist, I have had the privilege of working with prescient giants in the field, such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Zev Zelenko, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, and Dr. Harvey Reich. This is America Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome to my Liberty Hour. I am Dr. Paul Alexander. Hello, you're listening to Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour on America Out Loud Radio Network. Once again, I have the pleasure of your company. We're speaking truth and accurate information as often as we can to inform Americans and all who are willing to listen with the likes of warriors such as Dr. Peter McCullough, world-renowned cardiologist. The objective is to always share information, the most trustworthy, evidence-based, high-quality information so that people could lead a more informed life. And we are constantly fighting against the, the far-left globalist media outlets. Look, I wanted to touch on several topics today across the three segments, and one of them is this. Remember, I worked in the Trump administration as a senior advisor, senior COVID pandemic advisor, health and human services. And my office was in was in Washington, D.C., in Health and Human Services building. My office was on the sixth floor, and I worked just down the hall from Alex Cesar, the Secretary of Health and Human Services. I remind you again that people like Fauci, Redfield, Hahn, etc., they all had sub-offices in my building, in uh, HHS. So I had the pleasure of interacting with them, Dr. Giraffe, Brett Giraffe, etc., routinely. I had direct and indirect interactions with these people involving pandemic response. And uh, I want to I share something with you that you would understand why President Trump had such a difficult time and why I make the argument that Fauci and they worked to topple Trump from the inside. What you need to understand is this. There's this constant fear of leaks in Washington. Having worked there and lived there for a year or so, Washington surrounds leaks and survives on leaks. The, the entire process is leaking. Which side could leak a topic first to smear and slander another personal situation? And the other side, the response has to be how to cover up that leak and reduce the impact of the leak. So the entire day, both sides is on leaking and counter-leaking. And who can leak first? and how much damage you can do to each side. And um, the truth of the matter is that on for Trump, what they did was they made it known, the media and the deep state and Fauci and his team, Burks, they all of them made it known to us at the HHS, at the White House, that if they can't get their ways, almost like they told Trump, we are destroying you from the inside. And if we can't get our way, we will leak to the media and, and tell the media that you are muzzling us and you are muzzling the scientific doctors and clinicians, etc. And that was a huge problem for the Trump administration because remember, Trump was running for re-election and this pandemic response was during his, his re-election bid. And it was a very difficult needle for him to tread because 
he had these people constantly threatening and they were threatening us literally verbally in all different manners that if we can't get our way so for example if if it became known that i was going to say something to the press or to write something or give a, an advisory based on something Fauci and they had said that cleaned up what they said or explained it better gave the public more information they would they would claim that they would leak that we were silencing them so it's not just leaking lying that we were silencing them which never happened trump never there was never such a policy they were using that threat to even silence us they were constraining how we were conducting the communications and how hhs how the different offices operated it was it was a it was a devastating situation because because several times they did it and they leaked and and, and it took two weeks just to get present back on 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 message and that was the key so you need to understand that devastating situation because we worked with that every day and um, they made unusual demands and this threat of leaks really was a rate limiting step across 2020. And remember I had explained to you before that in January, 2020, when we looked at the polls in January, February or so, President Trump was on pace to be reelected with about 380 electoral votes and about 42 to 43 states. It was really unstoppable and from my point of view, there was nothing to stop him. No Republican, no Democrat. But you have to be willing to open your minds to the fact of what we saw. The impact of the lockdowns and the school closures were damaging him. And Fauci and they knew what they were doing. They were literally harming themselves, Harry Carey we call it, falling on their own sword so that he would get the blame because, you see, he took the front podium and he would not let them be out there. He had to come into the front and speak first, etc. And he didn't understand that they were gleefully allowing him because they were damaging the pandemic's response and he was taking full blame. I want to switch to another situation that we've been talking and I wrote a substack about a week ago. Remember my substack is, you can find me at Alexander COVID News. Alexander space COVID space news. I put all of the uh, COVID-related, even political stuff there daily, I write. But there was one I wrote about, the title was Dying Just Before Dawn. And I think it's an important topic societally, and it has to do with the COVID gene injection, messenger RNA, DNA platform. And the reality is that we know particularly for men, young men, these gene injection, so-called vaccines, causes myocarditis, pericarditis, etc., and uh, myocarditis is not a mild situation. And essentially what it does is it causes portions of the heart muscle to die, the myocardium. And if the myocardium dies, therefore there's scar tissue. So at that place in the heart, the heart doesn't, those, those cells don't work anymore. It's, they're dead. Electrical impulses don't go there anymore. So myocarditis is silent often, and that's the danger with it. And that's why, when it happens in young kids, young people, when they're like 40, 45, hitting the stride of their life and it comes knocking, 
at that point, their physiology and anatomy has begun to decline and the, the ability to circumvent the deficit in the heart's myocardia uh, becomes glaring at that point. And sometimes, many times, they just die suddenly. And this idea of dying just before dawn, Dr. Peter McCullough, cardiologist, um, we've written and we've communicated about this issue. It's um, We are trying to understand why so many persons, and, and one commonality is they've been vaccinated with these COVID injections. They die just before they wake when we look at the data carefully, as well as those who die on the athletic field, those athletes. And we think we can draw a connection, and it has to do with catecholamines. That's those uh, uh, chemicals that are released by the adrenals uh, just before when you're exercising and getting to exertion, the, the flood of dopamine, um, epinephrine, norepinephrine into your bloodstream, it, it heightens the heartbeat, pulse beat, it increases breathing, etc. for you to cope with the exercise bout, the exertion. But what we also know physiologically is um, when you are sleeping, as you begin to wake, there's a flood of catecholamines into the bloodstream because and it and it and it signals the time to rise to wake, and um, and that's a normally a normal process and a good process and a seamless process, and the heart will take tone, the heartbeat increases, everything, the whole system lifts with this flood of dopamine, etc. What we are arguing is that those athletes that, that drop dead on the field, it's because with the exertion and the flood of epinephrine, adrenaline, etc. Um, it places the heart under stress. And the heart, a normal functional structural heart in a young person working normally could take that stress and will be able to respond. Electrical impulses from the atria down to the ventricles spreading across the heart, myocardia, etc. will be fine. But if the heart is damaged and there are portions of the, of the musculature that is not functional and not working, and the electrical impulses don't go across. The heart could get into erratic beating, etc. And it could, you can get into cardiac arrest and you can die. And that's why we argue the silent myocarditis subsequent to, do, to these COVID gene injections have killed people, especially young athletes across the world. We see it. And the dying just before dawn, we've connected to it because, again, it's this flood of catecholamines, dopamine, epinephrine, etc., that that surges. And if you have myocarditis due to the vaccine, especially in young people, we're seeing it, young people just died in their sleep. Uh, but it's at a time when they're waking, we are suggesting that um, the catecholamine surge is bumping up against a weakened heart or damaged heart, stresses the heart too much and the young person would die. And, and that's why we are trying to say dying just before dawn. And that sudden unexpected deaths we are seeing in young people are, are most likely from undiagnosed or asymptomatic vaccine-induced myocarditis due to this catecholamine surge. And because we know 50% or more of myocarditis cases are initially asymptomatic, silent. And most often young people don't even know they have myocarditis. And then the scars form. They don't know and they exert themselves and then their heart stops. And that is the issue. And um, if you listen to people like Peter McCullough, world-renowned cardiologist, board-certified internal medicine, 
you would understand what he's trying to say about this this risk, uh, this silent risk. And we are trying, and I've written this substack, trying to talk about those who died suddenly and often is when you're waking. Um, it's a very serious thing. And now, today, um, whilst we try to wrap our minds around this dying just before dawn, as you awake, which is a devastating situation. It's age in inappropriate death. It's unexplained. Shouldn't happen to young people like this. Happening to people in good health ordinarily and in their sleep. And we argue it's due to the catecholamine, dopamine, epinephrine, norepinephrine surge. But right now, we have a situation is there was an NFL game today where a football player, Damar Hamlin, collapsed. I think Buffalo's last season game was playing against Cincinnati. And I think it looked like he took a hit to the chest, but then he, he moved around normally after, just for a short bit. But then he suddenly collapsed. And I and I believe the news reported they gave him CPR for about 9, 10 minutes on the field. So that means that he was not breathing on his own. Probably he was technically dead. And the ambulance took him to the emergency. So we don't know exactly what's going on at this point. But it was catastrophic. And, and I think the NFL suspended the game. Suspended play. There's no play today because of this. And I am arguing that this could be as, different, as a differential diagnosis. This could be what we've seen in a lot of soccer players and young people who died suddenly on the field. It could be that this guy... God forbid, Damar Hamlin. You know, we have to pray now. We have to pray hard that he survives. But it could be that he had silent, undiagnosed myocarditis. And um, uh, the heart, the rhythm, etc., and the electrical impulses will maybe slightly deranged normally, yet his heart function because he's 24 years old. But with that heavy hit, it may have deranged the heart signaling to the extent where it caused so much derangement and so much stress and duress on the heart that he went into cardiac arrest. And this is a very serious issue. And um, we don't know. I'm just saying that if he dies, God forbid if this guy dies, that um, we do an autopsy. And we don't want that to happen. But he's in critical condition, right? The first time this has happened, just like this on the NFL field, looking like this. So it's very bad. Um, this could be vaccine-caused. It could be linked, particularly as a differential diagnosis. It could be silent myocarditis. And um, this has happened. So it's a very, very sad situation. And the reality about it is that we don't know what it will take for the authorities to stop this COVID gene injection. This, this vaccine has caused so many deaths in normally healthy people. It's a devastating situation. And we could find no reason why it's continuing, except it's for, for money-making and to prolong the emergency declarations. So we have a lot to talk about still tonight, but I'm sorry that I opened with these somber topics, especially dying suddenly at dawn, and this situation with the NFL player. But I thought it's something because it's a national situation. Uh, you know, it's a very uh, 
depressing. But look, America Outlaw Talk Radio plays on the iHeart Radio, Radio Network. This this uh, this network that I'm on, and uh, I'm very proud to be here. And I want to remind you, you can also listen on our media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. And um, like this show today, all of my shows go to podcasts the following day after the broadcast is heard on this talk radio. And you can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and iHeart Podcasts and many more. You can find out more about my show and get all the latest podcasts if you go to the menu nav bar at America Out Loud under our shows. Go to under our shows or schedule and look for the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour. Again, go to the menu na navigation bar at America Out Loud under our shows. And I, I once again want to say how, how grateful I am to Malcolm and American Out Loud for allowing me onto the show with very strong warriors and soldiers in this fight. This this tyranny against liberty and freedom that we must take back. This is about taking back our freedom. You can also reach me at my Substack, you know, because I do a lot of I write a lot about COVID and all of the issues. Uh, the, the title of my uh, my search you can search under Alexander Space COVID Space News. Um, I also have a website. You can also find a lot of information called drpaulalexander.com. There's no caps or, or, or spaces. And I want to thank you for joining me in this first segment. I look forward to the second segment. Thank you. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Welcome back to the most famous show on earth, the Dr. Paul Alexander and the Liberty Hour. I want to talk about several things in this second segment about the wolf. And I'll define the wolf for you shortly, who I consider the wolf. But I'll just remind you first that the wolf is at the door, always looking, looking, looking for our women, our girls. And you have to be aware of the wolf. I will warn you that some of what I'll describe will be very graphic, but it's the stark reality of what happened in Bataclan, France, a few years ago, and why caution is needed now. The reality about it is that we have several top issues right now to talk about before I get to the wolf. Again, I was talking earlier in the first segment about Damar Hamlin 
the Buffalo Bills safety, who suddenly collapsed on the field after a hit. The reality about it is when you look at the tape carefully, it doesn't look like that kind of hit head injury or even chest injury. And I'm arguing that it can have something to do with the COVID gene injection, so-called vaccine. It can be that this player, God forbid, God forbid that he makes it, that he had myocarditis silent, which is devastating. And when you put your heart under so much stress with a blow like that, when you probably de derange the electrical signaling, the myocardium that is damaged, this could potentially happen. So let's wait and see. But you know it's a very serious issue when the CNN and all of the news stations go on full overdrive trying to maintain the narrative of safe and effective vaccine. The NFL suspended the play for the rest of the day. That doesn't normally happen. If a player gets injured, they take him off the field. But this guy needed CPR for about 10 minutes and they took him to the emergency. So it means that he wasn't breathing on his own. So let's pray. Let's pray hard. I want to touch base quickly on the speaker, Kevin McCartney, the would-be speaker, and the challenges he has in securing the votes. I'm happy. I'm very happy that this is happening because I don't think he served President Trump well. I don't think he's the right player. He made some statements even before we got to this point, just after the Republicans gained a slight majority that that, um, you know, some of the issues weren't going to come up. And uh, the direction, I think when he was asked about, someone wanted about impeaching Biden. I'm silent on that topic. I'm not going to say what I think. But he says maybe the, the country is not thinking like that. He was wrong to say that. They impeached President Trump twice for nothing. And without even getting out of the box, he's actually saying we will not move forward on impeachment. I don't know if they have anything to move forward on impeachment. I actually, well, I shouldn't say it like that. I mean, it's not something that should be trifled with. But he, I think Kevin McCartney tied the hands of the Republicans and is weak. He's not a person to be a speaker, not right now. Not with the kind of fight and battles that are needed. And... That's my point of view. Um, there's some stories going around uh, NBC reporting that the vaccines are fueling no new COVID variants. But we told them that. We've been writing about this for two years now. There's a vaccine, not the virus. The vaccine gives the virus infectious properties. It's making the vaccinated become infected. Yes, it is a pandemic of the vaccinated, not the unvaccinated. Yes, this vaccine causes new variants to emerge. That's what is happening. It's a suboptimal vaccine placing pressure on the antigen, which is the spike. And you need to understand this by focusing on the evolutionary biology. That is the interplay and the dance between the virus and the host immune response, the immune system of the, of the population, so to speak. You can't just look at it as virus. And unless you understand that interplay, then you will not understand what's happening. Right now, the pressure that's being placed on the virus by the mounting immune response of the population 
from since the vaccine was rolled out in February or so 2021, have chosen variants and will continue to drive them. This vaccine is a failure. It should be stopped. It should have been stopped. It should not be used. And we continue to call on them, all involved, Pfizer, Moderna, so that's Bola and Bansel, CDC, NIH, FDA, all of the health people, all of these senior health officials, Fauci, Francis Collins, Walensky, all of them, Bula, Bansel, to stop this COVID gene injection and definitely not in children. Under no condition must a healthy, healthy American child be given these gene injections. Their risk is statistical zero. And the vaccine has shown itself to be ineffective in negative, negative effectiveness territory and actually very harmful. I want to talk to you a bit about the wolf. What do I mean about the, by the wolf? To me, the wolf is anyone who threatens your safety. Anyone in your society, within your doors. But the problem is when I talk about the wolf right now, I talk about the wolf that prior presidents and the administrations let into America, like the wolves that Merkel let into Europe, flooded Europe with millions of these wolves that threatened countries like Sweden, Norway, Finland, Denmark, Spain, Italy, etc. Thank God for Maloney now. Hopefully she can do the trick. But there are many wolves in our countries and these wolves prey on all women. They rape them, they molest them, they harm them. These wolves prey on all of us. And what we saw in across the last 15, 20 years was a was a rise of the wolf. In the Obama administration, they let many of these wolves in. Even in the Bush administration, now in the Biden administration, they're letting the wolf in through the southern border. And the wolf is coming, changing his clothing, looking like you and me, shaving his beard, and then gets to sit in a classroom with your 12-year-old daughter. But the wolf is 35 or 28. It's a very serious situation. The wolf conducted an attack in France about maybe six years ago, a place called Bataclan. It was, a, it was a nightclub area. And they attacked the patrons in this nightclub. The wolf killed, I think, about 135 people in that attack that night. All of those wolves were refugee wolves coming out of Middle Eastern countries coming up into Europe. They ended up in France. And what they did that night was barbaric. It made the world pause. And I think France has a ceremony every year to remember what happened because what happened in the Bataclan was monstrous. They killed many people on the first floor of that nightclub. But <clears throat> what they did on the second floor of the nightclub 
the media and the government of France actually stated that they worked to keep it out of the news. They couldn't let the public know. What the wolf did on the second floor to the male and female young people was, was incomprehensible. They did things that when pathologists and the people who came to remove the bodies went up onto the second floor, they had to exit the building and, and, and they vomit, they vomit. They couldn't understand. The, these wolves disemboweled the patrons. Life. They did monstrous things to the males. They stuffed their seeds inside their mouths. And they desecrated the genitalia of the females. These wolves. One of these wolves attacked a police officer in New York this weekend. The weekend gone in the past New Year's night celebrations, New Year's Eve. In New York, a young cop, I think he was 24, and he slashed him, stabbed him in his head. Try to kill him, to kill other people too. These are the wolves that Kuchel and Cuomo and the Democrats have living in New York. The Democrats bring there for votes. They don't care. I'm talking to you now. I've, I've, I've taken off my scientist, scientist hat and I'm talking to you as a, as a person as my brother or my sister. These wolves around you, look for your children, your female children. And you need to understand something that in places like Sweden, Sweden over the last decade became the rape capital of the world. Swedish girls couldn't go out after 6 p.m. That was police instructions. They had to dye their hair black because the wolves like blonde girls with blue eyes. Nothing I say you can't find on the internet if you look. I just say it. I talk it. This is, we are talking about Islamists, jihadists. People who don't think like you or I. They live in the ninth century still. Yet Obama and they brought them to America. Merkel flooded. They built their own. Europe built its funeral pyre. Began its own death. With what Merkel and they did. With the millions that they flooded. I think it's irrecoverable. But I wanted to talk to you about your daughter and the wolves. And again, if you want to say, well, this is a guy talking about Islamic people, Muslims? No, not necessarily. I have many Muslim friends. Some of them are the best people that I know. Good people. There's a particular type of Islamist. That's the wolf I'm talking about. As well as it could be non-Islamist. They are bad non-Islamist wolves. So I'm talking about wolves that lurk and harm. 
I'm talking to you now about your about the women in our society because we certainly can't depend on the men because many of these men run around with their pink pussy hats. They want to protest and push baby strollers at midday. They even want to nurse the babies if you give them a chance. Women need to defend themselves and protect themselves. Women need to understand that police can't do everything for you. And I'm a big supporter of the police and the military, you should know. But I'm saying sometimes you have to help yourself. So I'm trying to tell you this. If you as a female are in your car sitting and a wolf gets into your car, even if you're walking and places a knife at your side or a gun and tells you to drive or move, you have to understand that if you ever leave the primary scene, you won't be going back home. If you move 10 feet from the primary scene, it begins to reduce your risk, your chance of returning home. So you cannot leave. You can't move. You have to understand you need to become the wolf and more. You have to understand you need to fight for your dear life at that moment. You need to do him every possible unimaginable thing you could think of. Right there. If you move the car, slam it into the pole. Not another car, not into people. But ram it up into another car with no one in it. But you make sure that you prevent your car from moving. If he says, don't scream, you scream. And you take any object you can. And you plunge it into his eyes, into his neck. And you... You destroy him with malice because he will rape and kill you. You have to fight for your dear life. I wanted to have this discussion today about the wolf, but I want to bring it home to not just to police officers who were attacked. Don't forget Lee Rigby, what they did to him. Remember the news in New York Post said that that attack on the police New Year's night was an, an Islamist extremist. So it's no joke. We kind of know who the wolf is. So we're not fooling around here. Stabbing the cop with a machete. Don't forget Tashfeen Malik, who Obama they brought into America. Remember what she did, how many lives she took. Don't forget Omar Martin with the pulse shooting killed 49. Don't forget these things. Okay? And remember, you never ever leave the primary scene and you fight for your life. You make sure you force him to shoot because chances are he will miss a vital organ. 50-50 chance you walk away alive. Force him to act. Never listen to what he says. Never. If he threatens your life, so your life is in imminent danger, you then have the right to defend yourself by taking his. Teach your daughters. Teach them to have no mercy on the wolf. None. Okay? And I wanted to tell you that I am supporting a really good company called The Wellness Company. You can find it at www.twc.health. That's T as in Tom, W as in White, and C as in Carmen. 
twc.health, twc.health. There you could connect with trusted and unbiased doctors. And you know the reality is this is the future of medical care. You could have access to top flight medical healthcare on call. They're given on call medical care. You could get access to uncensored content, scheduled virtual medical appointments with these doctors. These doctors who will be quickly use COVID protocols to help you get healthy. Um, they have access to pharmacies, internet pharmacies, exclusive treatment package catered to you. You can get vaccine exemption letters, so much more. Access to all the life-saving equipment. I want to remind you too that twc.health. You can find me on Alexander COVID News. That's my substack, my website, drpaulalexander.com. And go get my book, Presidential Takedown. Presidential Takedown. Thank you very much. All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the povidone iodine-based nasal spray Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Cofix RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20%. By using promo code OUTLOUD. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. For 40 years, alarmists have been warning of a climate catastrophe, yet none of their dire predictions have come true. Temperatures have not soared. Sea level rise has not been unusual and extreme weather events have not increased in either frequency or intensity. In short, there is no climate emergency. For 15 years, the International Climate Science Coalition has led the call for climate realism and a Made in America climate plan, a plan based on real science that responds to the real world needs of Americans, supports economic growth, and strengthens our essential infrastructure. A plan that protects the environment and ensures that Americans can enjoy the blessings of clean air, clean land, and clean water for generations to come. It's time to put ideology and pseudoscience aside. It's time for a sensible climate plan. For more information or to donate, visit our website, icsc-climate.com. Hello, once again, thank you for tuning in to the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour on America Outlawed Radio Network. 
several things I wanted to talk about in this segment. Um, maybe I would have, I want to talk about some scientific issues to do with COVID, but I'm trying also to come at it from a 60,000 foot level and not just get too much into the weeds. So I want to remind you <clears throat> that what do we have right now globally? And I'm going to throw them out to you quickly. We have a situation with countries like Japan. Well, I'll tell it to you this way. When we look at the data, we are seeing that in around January, February of 2021, which was not too long ago, two years ago, let's say, we saw the epidemic curves, death curves coming down almost flat. In other words, the argument could have been made that America was getting towards herd immunity on its own. And we really didn't need no COVID injection, no vaccine. And it is only post-vaccine in around February 2021. When we look at the graphs, we could see from when vaccine uh, was rolled out that the infections rose exponentially. And we could see that, that the infections are rising post-shot, first shot, second shot, first booster, second booster, third booster, etc., followed by hospitalizations, ICU, and deaths. And what we are finding remarkably, too, is that wherever a country has high vaccination coverage, high vaccination rate, with rapid administration of the vaccine, too, it's not just elevated, but rapid rollout, we are seeing those high vaccine countries have elevated infections and hospitalizations and deaths. And the low vaccine countries, particularly countries in Asia and Africa, have withstood the Omicron wave and have low infections and deaths. And it has in part to do with the fact that the innate immune system, which is the front line, the first immunological defense, uh, particularly in young people, children, needs a period where it can be trained properly, where the innate antibodies, etc., can bind the virus in the environment uh, so they can educate the innate immune system in how to respond to the viruses it's dealing with now, example, COVID, as well as a broad range of other pathogens. And what we're finding is it is likely that those particularly African nations by they not having access to vaccines initially, and one could argue their poverty, etc., they were able to withstand, they were able to allow their innate immune system of their children to be to be trained up and educated and uh, withstand the COVID, the COVID, the Omicron onslaught. So that now when you look at the epidemic curves in places like South Africa, etc., you don't see any major blip, any major bounce in the infections when Omicron emerged there. So it means that it means that the immune system of Africans across many of the countries have had the benefit of training, training particularly to recognize self from non-self so that they could mitigate the risk of autoimmune disease. What we also see in these high vaccine countries is United States, European countries, Australia, 
all of these countries have a very high level of excess mortality, all-cause mortality. And we're not seeing that all-cause mortality in 2020 when, when there was virus. It seems that when you look at the graphs properly, you realize that the rise in um, the deaths weren't that much, weren't appreciable in 2020, such that it dictated elevated excess mortality. But from 2021 and 2022, you can see year over year, the increase in excess mortality, 10-15%. And um, this is a catastrophic response to these COVID gene injections. In other words, in periods where the the, the the infection rate and the death rate was very low and fell flat. We were seeing all-cause mortality increase. And the one commonality between all of these countries and periods is the COVID injection. So, for example, countries like Japan right now, one of the highest vaccinated nations in the world, they're seeing a dramatic rise in infections and deaths and um, high excess mortality too. And when we then compare it to countries with low vaccine coverage, we don't see that increase in infections and death. So what it is, what it is do we have? What are we really looking at? We're we really looking at now, after three years and two years with these injections, et cetera. We're looking at Pfizer and Moderna gene injection, really. It's not really a vaccine, but it's basically a failure. Because we know now for sure, and we've known it for well over a year, that these gene injections don't sterilize the virus. It does not neutralize, it does not stop infection, replication, or transmission. And if a vaccine does not stop transmission, it's basically dead, it's failed. That's what these are. And I would challenge anyone to provide me any data or science, any study to show any rational, scientific or clinical, as to why these vaccines, these boosters, these bivalent boosters that were based on eight mice, data on eight mice, not even human beings, and, and a failed study at it, why does Pfizer bivalent booster is being pushed even on young children when there's no data to support it and is basically ineffective? Any, any sort of protection, if one argues there is some protection, it wanes quickly in a matter of weeks. Basically, you've been set up to be on a booster treadmill for the rest of your life. And I and and the way it's going now with the waning of the antibodies, the vaccine-induced antibodies, you may need a booster every week. Some argue and jokingly so to be on an ID drip bag of booster. Because the, the, the vaccine and antibodies don't work. So we have a gene injection, so-called vaccine that's failed. We have ineffective Paxlovid that Pfizer bought. We have that other drug, Monopiravir, which, which is, uh, causes mutations. Paxlovid causes rebound COVID and serious drug-drug interactions, toxicity with other drugs. We have all of these issues. It's a complete failure. We have right now a recent study that, that, that is, that is, uh, actually raising the issue of Ig. IgG4, class 4, IgG, um, a, 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 what, what researchers are reporting as a class switch. And this, this immunoglobulin really plays a role in immune tolerance. 
And it's begging the question that is the repeated shots, particularly boost, the booster, driving tolerance, tolerance to the spike. That's a catastrophic situation. Very catastrophic because it could drive severe, very severe illness and potential death. So we have a situation right now where we have vaccines that have failed. We have the entire pandemic response from day one where the lockdowns have failed, all lockdowns, all school closures, all mass mandates, all business closures, nothing, nothing has worked. So we have the entire response failed. We were told to mask up and lock down in wait of a vaccine that would end this. All of those processes and lockdown measures failed. In wait of a vaccine now that has shown itself to have failed. So basically, nothing has worked. And the question then becomes, well, what, what situation is it vaccinated in? And I would have to tell you the vaccine is not really in a good situation. None, because the immune system of the unvaccinated person today that has withstood the three years, particularly a child, an infant and child, young person, teenager, who has withstood three years, face pathogen, become exposed, become naturally, naturally immune, where the immune system has immunological response, sterilizing immunity to all aspects of the virus, the viral ball, the spike protein, the nucleocapsid protein, the envelope, membrane protein, all of the surface proteins, etc., all the antigens, versus the very narrowly focused vaccinal antibodies specific, specific to just the spike and the binding sites on the spike. The vaccine could have never provided you the immunity that natural immunity could. So the reality about it is today, the unvaccinated person's immune system, especially of the child, is the prize. I mean, if you could bottle it, put it in a bottle and sell it, you could ask billions of dollars for a bottle. The vaccinated person today is in trouble. Why? Why do I say it so blunt? And you'll have to realize that I speak bluntly. That's one of my traits, and I'm loved for it, and I'm hated for it. But I speak bluntly, I'm not going to change. They're in trouble because they have inside of them an injection, the contents of an injection, and the results of an injection that they cannot switch off. And that's the problem. Because to deliver that messenger RNA, that genetic code, to trick your cells into making the spike protein, to drive the immunological response. They had to do things to the mRNA genetic molecule, the strand, to stabilize it and to actually hide it and to evade the immune system, the RNAs, et cetera, and the immune parts of the immune system that would destroy it. So they had to take out the uracil and replace it with methylated pseudo-uracil, and they had to put molecular caps on the strand, on the five primer, and et cetera, on the tails of the messenger RNA, so they could stabilize it, sturdy it up, and make it uh, unrecognizable by the immune system. Package it within this lipid nanoparticle fatty ball, 
and in the and in the and in the the exterior of the fatty ball, the membrane, the outside, there is polyethylene glycol, there is ionizable lipids, cationic lipids, cholesterol, etc. Some of these substances are very, very toxic. We have not even been studied properly. And we have this lipid nanoparticle that could go everywhere and anywhere in the body, bioaccumulating in all tissues and organs, including crossing the blood-brain barrier. We have the messenger RNA normally lasts for a couple of hours, one-off use to translate into proteins that are needed. We have a situation now where the messenger RNA, trillions of them, making trillions of copies of trillions of spike protein. They are just churning through the ribosomes and, and generating, uh, churning out spike 24 seven. That's the issue. There's no off switch. That's why I said the vaccinated person is in trouble because the spike is, is inflammatory. And therefore you have a substance, a toxic substance in you that is inflammatory. You need to understand the basis, the basis of this situation. Your immune system, I was going to talk about other topics, but now I'm talking about this. I, I, I need to explain something. I take it up some time, but, but it's important. Your immune system is has to respond to the spike protein by recognizing it. But the problem is, this is the problem. The, the, the makeup of the spike protein molecularly matches the makeup of tissue in your body. And that is the issue. So your immune system itself, in looking for spike, so that based on to drive the immune response as well as to, to attack it, it must attack. It's a foreign substance in your body. It therefore would attack the antibodies built to the spike. Would also attack normal tissue in you. And that is the issue. And that's why, in a very rudimentary way, I'm not getting into all of the minutia, but that's why there's so much heart inflammation, myocarditis. You literally have your body, your immune system, attacking your heart, the heart musculature, the myocardium. And the heart is damaged, inflamed, swollen. So... This whole platform was a disaster to, to begin with. I mean, <clears throat> I'm not an immunologist or virologist or vaccinologist. My experience, my training is in epidemiology and evidence-based medicine. But from everything that I know, and, I, and, and I've had to study up a lot, I can't imagine or stretch my imagination to who would sit down in a boardroom meeting, scientists and experts and come up with this vaccine. They created something designed to fail. That is it. This is almost a bioweapon because you are building something that you are asking your immune system to. You are, you are generating an immune response to the spike protein to which your normal tissues in your body matches the configuration and makeup. 
wouldn't your immune system, your the antibodies also attack you? Yes. That's the issue. And all of the toxic components of the vaccine itself, why would they give the immune system the toxic end of the virus as a target, the spike protein? The spike protein we knew very early on was an endothelial pathogen. That is the interior, the cell wall, the internal, interior lining, internal lining of the vasculature, the, va the vascular, the arteries, veins, capillaries, etc. So what I want to ask you now is to consider that we have very catastrophic situations facing the nation. We are thinking that the COVID pandemic is finished, done. I want to end by saying this. It would have been over two years ago. But with this vaccine, this gene injection, it can't end. And that's the argument we've been, we've been waging. I published a paper in Brownstone where over 60 studies showed very early on that the vaccines failed. There was negative effectiveness. There was equal viral load in the vaccinated and unvaccinated. There was no reason to mandate. We were all the same between the vaccinated and unvaccinated. But the issue here is the vaccine is driving today. The vaccine itself is what is going to drive and keep this pandemic ongoing. The pandemic will never end. I'm asking you then to continue supporting America Outlaw Talk Radio. Please, this network, iHeart Network. Thank you very much.